0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC.
1: I'm Randy Rainwater. Up next, Bar Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. is now open for the 2023
2: 103.7 The Buzz Spring Golf Tournament, Monday, April 10th at Rebsonman Golf Course, presented by Tito's Handmade Vodka. Sign up your team at 103.7thebuzz.com.
3: Brought to you by Reed's Metals of Benton. Due to the recent storms, Reed's Metal has plenty of roofing inventory in stock and are here to help get you back on your feet.
4: Call 501-77-METAL or reedsmetals.com calling all barbecue lovers. Register to be a judge at the 19th Annual Double B's BuzzBQ. Sponsored by Michelob Ultra, Gravely Mowers, LRS, Oakland Racing Casino Resort, Tito's Handmade Vodka, and Fence Brokers. Go to buzzbq.com to register. Judges will be selected and contacted via email. Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Guys, there are a lot of people out there talking about testosterone, but I want you to do your homework, man. I want you to make sure that you choose a provider that you can trust. The provider that I trust, the provider that I recommend is Low T Center. It's where I get my my levels check. I've been a client for five plus years now. Low T Center exclusively specializes in men's wellness. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone, and they determine the cause of any symptoms you're having and whether you're a candidate for low T or something else like low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Typically, their annual health assessment is completely covered by health insurance and I'm telling you folks, they check everything including PSA, which is your prostate levels, and they check thyroid, liver, and kidney function, cholesterol, glucose levels, and much more. Low T Center has affordable and convenient options for treatment including monitoring. Self-inject treatment that ships directly to you each month. So no need to come to the center each week. Make your health a priority this new year and schedule your annual health assessment at Low T Center today. It's covered by most health insurance or less than hundred dollars cash pay. Go to lowtcenter.com to book your appointment online. That's low Low T Center reinventing men's health care. Get ready for the Harlem Globe Trotters 2023 World Tour, presented by Jersey Mike Subs. All new non-stop action amazing basketball skills and more don't miss the globetrotters at simmons bank arena on april 7th go to HarlemGlobetrotters.com. globetrotters.com foothills equipment in searcy has been selling and servicing kubota equipment since 1991 achieving kubota's elite status for the service department and the years of experience throughout the dealership are just some of the reasons to choose Henred. Henred foothills equipment in searcy your hometown dealer no matter where you live Show. Well, again, with this great. I don't know where you keep coming up with that. I mean, <laughs> it's just very good. Tomorrow, we're on the road to Elias. Oh, Elias. Talking about Elias, Mexican Grill. And we'll also hear from Hannah Gamble. Yep. And the start of the new Justin Moore's Razorback Trivia.
1: I'm all in, Jerry.
3: the Arkansas Golf Center in Conway is recognized as a perennial Golf Digest Top 100 fitter and multi-year best in state for golf instruction. The award-winning pros at Arkansas Golf Center utilize industry-leading technology like TrackMan 4 and Foresight GC Quad Launch monitors to measure your golf swing needs. With a matched low price guarantee and 0% financing available, you'll never pay more while shopping local. Go to argolfcenter.com to find out more and book your lesson or fitting today
0: live from the eat my catfish studios you feed your crave for sports by listening to drive time sports much like you feed your crave at any of the seven eat my catfish locations the number one sports radio show in arkansas drive time sports on the buzz radio network
1: Draft Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Trey Shap, I'm Randy Rainwater. Gotta tell you folks, this is another fantastic deal. Another fantastic opportunity. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Take advantage of Frank Fletcher, okay? Because the deal's that good. And we're talking dinner for two. Now, this is a Thursday night only special. So that means you got to go and make your reservations for tomorrow night. But I promise you, you're gonna you're gonna swear, man. I I got the best of old Frank on this one at the Riverfront Steakhouse because you're gonna get all this for thirty six dollars. Thirty six dollars. How about two you and your favorite other person, whether it be wife or otherwise. The Riverfront Salad Bar is where it begins, because this is a feast into itself. If you can't find enough at that salad bar to where when they bring you the entrees, you're gonna think, I can't eat this. Hey, Shapur, you got got a to-go box? I gotta take this stuff home because I loaded up on the salad bar with that baby shrimp, no less. So, you get the famous salad bar with shrimp for two. Then you get to pick two entrees. And I have always believed that the best grilled chicken breast around, and by the way, it's 10 ounces, that is either lemon pepper or blackened, that what you'll find. Now, you also get the penne pasta carbonara, or you get the gulf jumbo shrimp, six of those, and you're thinking, there is no way. There's no way that 6 shrimp can fill me up. Have you seen these babies? I mean they are about the size of what well, just extend your hand out and that's how big they are. And then then I just want to see somebody sit down with one of those baked potatoes because they can make, you can make a meal out of the baked potato or mashed potatoes, onion rings or spinach supreme. I do what I did a couple times. <laughs> I've just said, "Give me two baked potatoes," instead of maybe a baked potato and something else. But that's only thirty-six dollars. Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock, Wyndham Hotel. Make your reservations now. Ask for William or Shapur. Three seven one nine thousand. That's the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. I can't get this to work.
0: Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy.
2: And good Hello. afternoon, Mr. Bart Reed. Hello. So, Randy, I have to start off with a question for you. I watched Master's Time, which is the greatest time. Has Tiger Woods not turned into the golf statesman in his career? I, I saw him <laughs> on the range. Visiting and hitting golf balls, which he never would have done earlier in his career. I just thought it was funny how these athletes kind of transform themselves to, to be an ambassador for the game late in their career.
3: It's kind of like a basketball coach that uh, early on in their career, they're rough, they're tough with you, tough love, and then as they get later in their career – they kind of mellow out a little bit, maybe let you get away yep. with a little more. Did
1: Bobby Knight
3: ever mellow out? Well, he okay, okay. he's the exception. Okay. There there are exceptions <laughs> to the rule. Okay. Right.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: But I know Joe yeah. Foley has mellowed out. And I would think that Coach Richardson might have mellowed out. We'll have him on later today. But, um yeah, Randy, I mean, Bart brings up a good point. Tiger Woods. Talking with other players on the range. Not that he didn't in the past, it just seems like he's more engaging now. He, Engages he's almost with them more.
1: He's almost smiling and talking to the gallery. That's yep. the other thing. Yep. You never saw him do that. Never. Now, Bart, you gotta you gotta ask this of Trey because we're gonna test the true dedication, the true love, the true admiration. He told me he put some dollars down on the masters. I did
3: not put any money on Tiger Woods to Whoa.
1: win. No. Oh, no. Who did you
3: pick, right? Um, uh, well, I went with Scotty Scheffler. Uh that's one. I also picked Rory. I picked Jason Day. Um, who were the others that I had on there? Uh John Rahm, Will Zalatoris, Phil Nicholson. Nope. And oh, I, no DJ? No. Nope. No. I don't think a live golfer is going to win. Yeah, and, I, and it's right. and it's and it's going to be hard for them unless they're a past champion, to, or or if they win obviously the U.S. Open, the British Open, or a PGA Championship, it's going to be real hard for them to get into the Masters in the future.
1: Unless they win it.
3: Unless they win it or win one of those other majors where they get a five-year exemption because of the official world they're not golf getting rankings, any points. and they're yeah. not getting points in it, so it's going to be tough for the live golfers to make it.
1: All right, Bart, I've got some questions for you that are not golf-related. And uh, this is from our Asher record service company. Uh, George, the Razorback Man, said, I think Bart is on today. You're absolutely correct. Are we going to turn over our entire roster again this year? I heard earlier that the four stars are just sitting, waiting to see if they have a roster spot. I want to know how this works for someone that played – at the D1 level, is this a year-over-year year thing? Oh, I thought if COVID was over, the fast churn of players would slow down. Well, you still got one more year of COVID
2: to work your way through. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, it's not just – I don't know if he's referring to the coaches turning it over. A lot of it is – so Coach Munkelman has taken an approach where obviously he's, he's paid to win basketball games. He's going to improve his roster – however he sees fit, there is a little bit of waiting game and and plug-and-play for the guys that are currently signed. Of course, we hear it all the time, the four-year scholarship, that's one-year renewable. Well, it's more of a one-year renewable type of situation, especially you're talking about teams competing for the national championship you have to produce, although there are certain programs that just honor those scholarships. I think Coach Musselman has got a way of kind of weeding players out without telling them to go. And a lot of that is players see the writing on the wall that it's not a fit. And so we've had this exodus of players. The guys, let's let's go sugarcoat it. A lot of this stuff is driven from the players. They're leaving because this class of younger player is used to results. They want, listen, you could start, on a Hawks team on the Adidas circuit, average 12 points a game, and have three offers during the summer. And that might not be enough for you to come back the next year. And that's just the hard reality of the situation. Players move and shape, and they move, and they're looking for the next opportunity. Guys, one year is a 10-year spot now. It's just how it is. And so a lot of it's not just on the coaches. The players are easily dissatisfied, and they're looking for the next opportunity to either hit their brand or better themselves according to stats. And I, I can't say that I blame them, but this is the revolving door that we're going to COVID, no COVID, it doesn't matter. This is how it's going to be. This is what Coach Musk is going to go to the transfer portal every year, and we're going to turn five to six to seven players over, I think, every year, guys.
1: Well, in specific, I know he's talking or at least referencing Joseph Pinion, Barry Dunning Jr., and Darian Ford. Yeah. Yeah. I like all three of those kids, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like I forget which coach said it, but in the recruiting process, I'm trying to replace – I'm trying to find someone who's better than you. And that's That's the bottom line. Every year, kind of like what you're saying, coaches are trying to find better players – in some cases, players are trying to find a place where they have a better chance of fitting in and playing. The kids want to play. Have no problem with that. But yep. I, I do think sometimes there is so little patience, and it works both ways,
3: mm-hmm.
1: so little patience with the coach, with the player, because you don't hear that term thrown around as much. Well, let's put him in the oven and let him cook for a while. And let him uh, have a chance to get better. Nope. I got to go out and find somebody that I think is better than him now. And the other disadvantage that a young player in Arkansas' system has, I think, Bart, Trey, is that Coach Musselman has shown, with the exception of this year with Anthony Black and uh, Nick Jones or Nick Smith. When he was healthy. When he was healthy, but that he prefers older players
2: Mm he he does older older more physical players he prefers taller guards and we we know this from from past certain people were absolutely you know and so but i think for the person that wrote in these guys are not just sitting there wondering if they have a scholarship there's a dynamic there in the locker room and these players i don't think they fully understand exactly where they sit but they have a good idea of where they are in the depth process and scholarships out and available and all of that stuff. That's why I encourage all my players. Don't just sign the shiny piece of paper because Arkansas looks really good until you're sitting on the bench and you don't get a chance to play. Make sure the school is a good fit, not just the biggest school. Make sure the school is a good fit because it is a commitment on both parties if it doesn't work out, obviously. So make sure it's a good fit.
1: And the – sad part about that is if they are an Arkansan who's always dreamed of yes. playing for, with Arkansas and they yes. are lucky enough to sign out of high school, but it may not always work out. All right, let's talk. Hey, and Oh, go ahead.
2: Sir, sir. Well, no, I, I want us to think about this because I never thought of it this way, and Coach Anderson had this rule. Do you need to be an out-of-state player to effectively play for the Arkansas Razorbacks? Our in-state – and I think even Nick Smith would tell you the overall pressure that mounted of the expectation. Is it easier in a pro, in a state like this that you're an out of state player playing for the Arkansas Razor? Certainly a good question because the in state players, they tend to really struggle at times, whether it's skill level, overhyped, under recruiting, which Nick Smith is not overhyped by any means, but certainly the kid had the weight of the world on his shoulders being an Arkansan playing for the Arkansas Razorbacks.
1: All right, Bart, we're going to try to squeeze in. David, if need be, will hold him over. David, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Bart?
2: I do. It's a a non-Arkansas question, if I could take just a second. Uh, Bart, um, listening to this uh, spot back in January, I believe it was, uh, and you said that um, the, the topic of Kentucky came up. They were going pretty badly, had lost by 15 at Missouri, and you said, calipari will not make it after this year he is gone and i made a note of that a mental note of that because you'd left no wiggle room for yourself and i kind of raised my eyebrows you said he's he's going to be out Wondered if you still um feel that way you know it was around the time that there was fans or a fan that took a sign in the rup arena that said please go to texas uh, you were right that Kentucky fans were certainly disgruntled, but you were the only one that I heard that that said definitively he will be gone after this year.
1: All right, hang tight, Bart. You can answer that when we return. Thank you, David. We'll get your response in a moment. All right. Bart Reed, pure sweat basketball skills. Trey Shep. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drop Time Sports will continue.
0: Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop Five Basketball Academy.
1: Well, Bart, you um, built yourself into a little box. Would you like to I work? Did. Would you like to work your way out of that box?
2: Well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, listen, I think I said that around January the thirteenth, and I will say there are some I have some pretty good sources that are on the Kentucky and they've got a really good feel. I think at that point in time, had the season even remotely continued like it was on the track for. But, Randy, let's be honest. The SEC was really good this year. They won, I think, 10 out of their last 12 games. You get a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. You win a game. You finish with the record that they scored, they 22 and 10. That buys you another year but the spotlight will never be greater than it's going to be next year and if he is not surpassing i think the level that he did this year then i think coach john calipari is gone guys it's not just about wins and losses for kentucky if you're not competing for national championships it's not good enough and but winning your last 10 or 11 games out of the last 13 certainly puts you in a position where third in the league, where we get 18th teams in the NCAA tournament, certainly another year worth of your job. And I, I think it's well worth it, but he has not adjusted. Some things have not happened at Kentucky. So the dissatisfaction with the fan base is a little bit deeper than just wins and losses. It's the progression of the wins and losses. So I certainly think he is on the hot seat next year and he better do at least what he did this year, and more, or he is, I think, out the door.
1: I really thought, and this was towards the end of the season, Kentucky's not supposed to lose to Vanderbilt <laughs> in Lexington, no less. Yeah. I thought that might have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but uh, he survived it. I thought they were supposed to win
3: the Kentucky Invitational, which is Yeah, the every, every year yeah. at the SEC tournament.
2: Yeah, but listen, he beats, Florida, he beats Tennessee twice. Mississippi State down the stretch when they needed it. Florida, Auburn, like that stretch right there, guys, probably saved his job. hmm
1: I would almost two- believe, <laughs> would you not agree, Bart, that Kentucky doesn't believe, well, the fans of Kentucky, they don't believe they should lose to anybody. But when you start talking well, about Mississippi State – And Vanderbilt, that really is an insult to a Kentucky fan.
2: It it is. But listen, let's don't downplay the Arkansas win, guys, at Bud Walton. That was a huge win for Kentucky. And on March the 4th, that was a huge win for them, too. So, let's don't understate that. That was a big, big W for them.
1: All right, Bart, we need to get to our hoop five. Players of the week, but I've got some more questions. I I do want to get to those real quick. Uh, Let's see. Bart uh, from our Asher Record Service Company, live in feedback. Hogball says, no, Bart worked this one out. Uh, Khalil Ware was talked about as a top 10 NBA draft pick. Anyway, he comes to Arkansas. Is he a good fit? Does must want him.
2: Okay. He is certainly a talented, talented prospect. I mean, this is a guy that, talking to three or four NBA front office guys that thought he was the most talented player at the McDonald's All-American practice and even in the game, almost just an effortless stat collector. Points, rebounds, block shots, you can shoot the basketball. Guys, for us at North Little Rock in the state tournament, he hit 14 three-point shots, I believe, in three tournament games. Uh, just incredible talent. It's all about his moat. And we say this a lot with big guys because they struggle. But Khalil Ware, as great as he is, will go through stretches and shut down. And coaches notice, and I, Coach muscleman to me is a guy that you have to put out in practice to get on-court chances for production in games. And if you're not going to do that consistently, which is, I think, what happened to Ethan Henderson there, you're going to struggle under Coach Musselman's system, even as talented as you are. But, with that said, you see what Trayvon Brazil going down, what losing a guy of that caliber and skill level, Trayvon could rim run, he could pop, shoot threes, mid-range, did for this basketball team after we lost him. And so, Khalil Well pr- provides that ultimate value. I think he certainly would take him, but it would be under conditions, and I think Khalil would understand what he has to do and the expectations upon him coming into the game or coming into Arkansas. But I would definitely grab him.
1: Do you think Arkansas has a chance at Khalil Ware?
2: Absolutely. I think all these okay. guys, Trey Rand, you guys might disagree, no, I think I agree all with these you. guys, yeah. When you go that far away from home, the first thing you're thinking about is you realize you don't come home for Christmas, you don't come home for Thanksgiving. Mom and dad don't get to see you play. First thing you're thinking about home and right, Trey. What's the best available spot at mm-hmm. home? Mm-hmm. So, I think that is exactly where his head's at, and that's what it should be. Certainly, if he wants to get to the next level, which I think is his goal, I'm surprised he did not enter the
1: NBA draft, or at least test the waters. Hmm. All right. Uh, this from, well, let me get this other one. From the Hog Fan in Texas. So with this NBA draft, are these guys that say they are testing the draft out, is that code for they are gone and don't want to say that to fans? Bart went through it with Isaiah Joe, Did joe know he was leaving or was it a real process
2: okay well i can tell you isaiah joe and i think a lot of people thought isaiah joe knew exactly what he was going to do now guys that was a different thing because that was a covid situation and we were not even sure if we were going to play college basketball that season so if he was on the fence trying to decide whether we were going to have a college basketball season with COVID or going to the draft. I think so. He had no idea. So we prepared as if we were going to the draft, work out, and we were spot on, in shape, ready to go. But the plan was is that he was going to go back to college the deadline creeped and creeped and creeped. And, guys, I don't know if you remember, they extended it,
0: mm-hmm. the
2: college deadline, a little bit that yes. year. That I, I think allowed players to really kind of see where they were and get a real foothold in the draft. Interviews, that's all that process. And so that was really what came in to save Isaiah Joe because I, my my feedback to him was that he needed to go. Guys, you're talking about a player that's a freshman with a 14 to 15 round projected draft pick that comes back, loses a couple of percentage points and a couple of points per game, and drops to the late second round. That's how much scrutiny is on players like Moses Moody, Nick Smith, you almost can't win for losing. So my advice was to go, and certainly Philadelphia came in with, I think, some guarantees, and No, it just came too good to pass up on. But most players go in kind of genuinely thinking, leaning one way, but they're waiting the information to kind of lay itself out and see what the draft looks like, competition, and teams that are interested. And, And coaches play a big part in that now, guys. Coach Musselman, with his NBA pedigree, can really pull people aside. I think it was Jordan Walsh that said he's got a plan. Coach Musselman can talk to these players where they are, what they need to work on, how the NBA sees them, and that's a big value to these guys that really come out and want to go to the next level. They want to be in a place where a coach knows what they're looking at, knows what they're talking about.
3: Hey Bart, how if if Musk can pull it off, if they could get LJ Crier,
0: how big would that be?
2: Oh, uh, it would be huge. I, So it's hard to go away from the traditional freshman. You can get guys of that caliber that you know you can plug and play and are going to give you immediate, immediate production. Like, Trey, it's the ultimate value if you feel like you can get a double-double or it's just just such a huge thing for – because I think we can all agree Coach Musselman is a defensive genius. This team, what his teams have lacked is offense and shooting. Bart? So we got to go. Thank you, Bart.